subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. It's Melrose Place, Season 1, Episode 16, The Whole Truth. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And we open with Billy wearing a suit jacket and a Hawaiian shirt. This is a bad look. You just, it's like, take your shirt off, Billy. Just take your, (laughs) that's his best look. Yeah, it really is. His best look is those thin boxers that he wears. Yeah. The ones that come in the five pack and no shirt. Every, every, every time he tries and he's trying because he's trying to like score in this outfit, but it's like a pinstripe suit jacket and a Hawaiian shirt underneath. Yeah. He, Allison is like looking good and she's leaning over the kitchen counter, thawing a chicken breast, having a very sad night at home. Her Friday night is set. She's thawing chicken breasts. (laughs) The this kind is, where you do it slowly by redoing the water a bunch. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a microwave, I guess, to defrost something or didn't take it out in time. She didn't take it out in time and it's taking forever. And he's like going out. He says he's going to shooters. And she's like, great. Let me just get dressed. I'll go with you. He's like, no, Allison. I'm trying to get pussy. <laughs> I'm trying to score in this suit and Hawaiian shirt. Oh, so, you know, Allison's planning on making something that's called like chicken surprise. Oh my God. It's like some magazine tear recipe. She's making some (laughs) abominable casserole. Yeah. With like cream of celery soup. It's going to be cream of celery soup, tater tots, (laughs) not thawed enough chicken breast. Yeah. Ritz crackers and canned green beans. Mm. That's, that's the casserole she's making. So Billy is wearing a very strong cologne and she notices this immediately. She's like, mm, what's that? You smell, Billy. She's like, is that love spice? <laughs> is that love spice? He's like, oh, very funny. He leaves and we see him grab two glasses and a bottle of champagne in the bushes. Yeah. It's like he's like pulls it out of a planter 
like outside he, of their door. Like he stat. This is how codependent and in each other's asses Billy and Allison are with each other. Is like he can't even just tell her, like, look, I'm taking a bottle of wine over to this girl's house. And he's the minute I see him do this, I'm I'm already cringing because yeah. I know what he's up to. And what he's up to is he is going to try and score with Joe. He walks up to her apartment. He knocks on her door and she answers and she's not impressed. Billy is, he's got another thing coming. If he find, if he thinks Joe would ever give him the time of day when Jake is right there. What is he thinking? <laughs> Joe would never go out with him. It's ever, crazy. Ever. Um, and I'm glad she blows him off hard. Yeah. She, he just goes, <laughs> Hey, I have champagne. And she goes, what's that smell? <laughs> she's also like, and you just happen to have glasses. Right. Like, she's <laughs> like, what's going on here? Yeah. She calls him out and she's like, I just want to be alone tonight. And he says, we could be alone together. And she's like, no, alone, alone. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Billy, I'm trying to be nice. Get the fuck out of here. So cut to shooters with Jake and Billy and they're drinking and Jake is like, Billy, that's really lame. They're drinking the champagne yeah. with the glasses. <laughs> brought- <in> shooters. <laughs> I was like, is that allowed? I don't uh, think so. Uh, also imagine like walking into shooters and seeing these two guys drinking a bottle of champagne at shooters. It's probably the cheapest bottle of champagne it's, too. Yeah. It's like four ninety nine brute. It, it's brute. <laughs> Yeah, it's extra funky. Um, I like that Jake was like, Billy, you're lame. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe Billy even told him. He told him and he thinks the line that he gave Billy was that he gave Joe was lame about we can do nothing together. Mm. Next, we see Jane and Michael. They're rolling around naked in their bed. They have their lavender sheets. Yeah. And they're, the phone rings and Jane answers. And it was her boss. Well, her ex-boss. <laughs> yeah. They sold Jane's shop and she's out of a job. Yeah. So she's got to go down there to pick up her shit. I didn't even know. That seems really fast. Like yeah. No one. T- there, there had to be some planning. <laughs> there had you to be. You can't just sell a shop in an hour. Right. right. <laughs> there has to be some kind of transition time. Like they're not even going to have a going out of business sale. Or the boss wouldn't tell people, hey, I might be selling the shop. It's like a surprise yeah, it was to crazy. Jane. Yeah. The next day, Billy is moaning. And at first, we all think he's just really hungover. Yeah. For that cheap champagne. From that really cheap champagne. But no, it turns out he has a toothache. And Allison is really concerned. She's like, Billy, you have to go to a dentist. Yeah. She knows the best dentist in town. She's like the <laughs> Bosch of finding LA dentists. Also, I was just kind of like, really? We're going to have a toothache storyline? I know. I Do we don't have enough? Can we go Can we go back to Matt, maybe? Like, <laughs> or Rhonda? By the way, Matt was nowhere to be seen at all. He didn't even have one line in last episode. Can I say, when he shows up in this episode, I, I jolted. I, I was like, too. oh, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Matt. I screamed because it was scary. He has a big storyline happening. It was it was like seeing a ghost. (laughs) It felt like that. Um, I feel like Matt and Rhonda can't be in the same episode. Like one of them, like Rhonda was in the last one for a brief moment. So Rhonda won't be in this episode because Matt's filling that space. But we have time for a Billy Toothache storyline. 
No one needs that. It's pathetic. Yeah. Um, and you can tell at this point that they're phasing Rhonda's character out. Yeah, she's in the smaller apartment. Yeah. <laughs> next week she'll be living in like the cellar. Like right. I don't know what they're she's doing. She's living her. in the laundry room. They're next just week. pushing her right on out. So Billy is a toothache. He doesn't want to go to the dentist, but Allison insists, and he's like just popping pills yeah. at the kitchen sink. And she's like, Billy, I'm gonna make you an appointment. Yeah. This is so codependent. Well, it's like last week he's taking care of her. This week she takes care of him. Just fuck. And so, and Just so fuck it goes. already. <laughs> so Joe is then lying on her back outside taking pictures of Jake's bike from from its pussy. Like she's yeah. taking it. She's, she's like, like looking up its skirt. <laughs> she's like doing upskirt shots of Jake's bike. It's just like, I don't want another artist. Yeah. Because I, I hate the little art things we have to see them doing. Because they're never artsy. <laughs> no, it's like Billy at his typewriter. It's just so meaningless. They're very um, cringy moments. Also, it's like, I, I don't want to think badly of Joe, but what, these photographs suck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, ooh, a bike. It's Come on. Like, like She's taking like a close-up picture of this bike's guts. Like yeah. It's like very artistic. Yeah. And she didn't even ask Jake if she could photograph his bike. No. She's just all up in there. And Jake saunters over and he's like, oh, hey, hey what are you doing? <laughs> um, and she's like, I'm working on my portfolio. <laughs> and then he says to her, want to do nothing together? And Ooh. she says, yes. <laughs> See, that's the difference between Jake and Billy. Jake's has sex appeal. Billy has zero. And when he says nothing, you're like, I want to do anything with you. Yeah. (laughs) I will do anything with you. Cause you know, when he says nothing, that means you want to get dicked down by me. Yeah. And And that's on the table. The kind of dicking (laughs) down that Jake Hansen does is like break the headboard. Because he's working out his issues on you. Yeah. And that's what you want (laughs) from a guy like Jake. Yeah. (laughs) You want him to, trauma bond with your pussy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's exactly what he's doing and then take like a really aggressive shower in his shower with no uh shower head yeah get like hosed down get hosed down you got dicked down (laughs) i would let jake hansen hose me down yeah he can shove me around just hose (laughs) hose off my pussy jake whatever um, so she agrees to this, obviously, and surprise, they're going for a ride on his bike. He loves putting chicks on the back of that chicks thing. Chicks love the bike. They love They want to go bike. for a ride. They go to the middle of nowhere. I've never even seen this location. I was like, are they in Palmdale? Like, where the hell are they? It I doesn't have, even look like LA. They're in like Santa Clarita. I have no idea where they are. And what's astounding about this moment is Joe is like, I got to get to an appointment. where are you you look like you're three hours outside of la (laughs) why would you take this ride knowing you have an appointment it's crazy yeah she's like i have a job interview and he's like okay let's go back the the, this the riders don't care about la geography or traffic or highways like that's how it is and that's how it is with like all things set in la and not all things but a lot of things set in la is the writer's want to use all of LA's diverse topography and like geographical locations. But 
are obscuring the fact that all of these places are very far from each other. Also, they're taking out a key element of living in LA. Everything you do is planned if you're going somewhere outside of your immediate vicinity. Like you're like, well, we have to go between 10 and 11. <laughs> like you you plan everything to a T when you have to travel a distance in LA. Like, yeah, and like if you're if you have plans on the west side, that is like an all-day excursion. Yeah. And they went even further. I don't know where they went. Even if it doesn't technically take all day to do whatever it is you had to do on the west side, when you get home, you're not doing jack shit for the rest of the day. Yeah. You're done. So it's insane that she would do this knowing she had an appointment. Yeah. Like, she why is- not a 30-minute ride around West Hollywood? No. They got to go to, like, Lancaster. Yeah. Or wherever the fuck they were. Um, So they... They, um, they, Jake, like, is like, all right, let's take you to your job interview. Meanwhile, Matt is back. Yeah. That's where I screamed. I was like, I I guess he's still, the lawsuit. I completely (laughs) forgot about the hate crime. Right. Like They just dropped that storyline. We haven't even finished this storyline yet. So Matt is at his lawyer's office and he's telling her how much he misses all the kids at the halfway house. And I love this line. He says, the burger stands getting real old. I miss Kenny and Tiny D. That's, I like that they had to come up with Tiny D. Tiny D. Like, they're like, what's the name of a, of a kid who's kind of like has a tough nickname? How about Tiny D? Like, <laughs> did they pitch on that at all? Like, and Kenny. <laughs> Kenny and, and Ken- Tiny D. <laughs> tiny D. <laughs> like heavy D, but Tiny but he's D. Tiny D. Crazy. Who's a popular rapper right now? Yeah. Heavy D. Oh, yeah. This kid, Tiny D. (laughs) Brilliant. It's Heavy's cousin. Brilliant. Um, He misses the kids at the halfway house. And the lawyer wants Matt to reject this initial offer that the halfway house is given. They're basically like offering him his job back and like a small amount of cash. Right. At this point. But Matt at this point is just like so tired of litigation that he just wants to get back to work. Yeah, and but see the, his the lawyer's definitely like pushing to kind of fight it more because she thinks this could be like a landmark case or like at least like a big yeah get in the press or whatever. Next, Jane is at her shop picking up her shit, and this is where she meets Kay Beacon, the woman who is buying the shop, and she's a fashion designer who's a real bitch. This lady is insane. <laughs> this lady was like on Vicodin. That's the only explanation. I think this lady was viked out. She's like a bitch on wheels. Yeah. Like there's no rhyme or reason. She's just a nonstop bitch. She's kind of like, she kind of reminded me of like, of like a Liz Claiborne. <laughs> like her designs. Yeah. <laughs> or so, like if this is Jane's idol. Right. You can imagine how basic this shit is. And yeah. like we're seeing the clothes and it's just like, she's like, she's a big fashion designer and like What? In what way? Well, we already know that Jane clearly isn't serious about fashion, given that she lives in Los Angeles and is in L.A. to do fashion. Yeah. Like, bitch would have moved to New York if she was serious. And Michael could have gotten a doctor job there. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Or go to France. Like, you don't go to Los Angeles if you're like, oh, this is like the creme de la creme. No, Whatever. and it might be different today, but back then, for sure, not. it's not even yeah. different today. But it is there is more. There's more independent design, I think, yes. going on here for sure. But Jane doesn't even do that kind of shit 
No. Like her stuff is very basic, ready to wear. I think Ann Jane, Taylor or whatever. I think Jane does just want to design for contempo casual. Oh, totally. So Los Angeles is a good fit for her, but yeah. it is still funny that she idolizes this woman whose designs don't even seem that impressive to me. She said designs so much this episode. Now do you it made notice me, it? I do. Now I notice it because it's not just designs. It's designer, yeah. my design book. <laughs> She said it in so many variety of ways that it was like, okay, she really doesn't say it correctly. Why does she do this? Um, so she's getting her shit together and she's talking to Kay Beacon, who's just like completely sucked all the air out of the room. And she tells Kay, I design all my own dresses. And Kay takes a look at the dress that Jane is wearing, which, by the way, is very frumpy. It doesn't even look like something a woman in her early 20s would ever wear. Ever. It is like, it's like something you wear, like a mom would wear in like Texas or something. I don't know. Like it, it is just a mom dress, but not in even a fashionable way. Just like frumpy. It, it's like, it's not, it's like a mom. It's like someone's idea of a mom's dress. Yeah. yeah. It's like a stereotypical, like, oh, definitely. Wh- what is this frumpy stay at home mom? Right. They don't want to show their body. Like it's sort of not fitted at all it's very ill-fitting and the color is just blah it was like beige yeah but not even like in a nice way it wasn't good and but jane's bragging about that she designs all her own dresses and Kay takes a look at it and she goes i love it yeah because it's a knockoff of hers right (laughs) k k is like that character do you remember like it was like molly shannon era SNL where she would go I love it I love it I love it (laughs) yeah she's that woman that's Kay Beacon um and then Jane is like I love your designs I love the your new front slit skirt it's fabulous (laughs) (laughs) and then Kay starts going off on Jane's dress she's like this is a knockoff of my spring 1990 collection and Jane's like I designed this yeah myself um, and she's like, you know, imitation is the best f- form of flattery. Mm. And she says, if you can, if you could do better or could you do better at using my new ideas under my supervision? And Jane's like, hmm. And she's like, why don't you come to my studio at 9 a.m.? Yeah. So Jane's got a job. She's hired. She's it, like, it, that's what happens. Yeah. But even though she doesn't say you're hired, but Jane takes this to mean. Yeah. I work for her now. I work for K Beacon now. Jake drops Joe off. I don't know where they are. They're like on Miracle Mile or something. They're like in K Town. <laughs> yeah. And Jay Joe goes into a jewelry store. She's not going into a job interview. No. And she's trying to sell some jewelry. And the guy who's like this very snooty British guy is like. I'll give you $7,000 for it. Right. And she's like, this is worth $12,000. And he's like, well, I can give you 7,000. So she agrees, but she doesn't have ID. This is so weird. Very weird. And he's like, well, I can't give you money for this. I can't like buy this from you if you don't give me some form of identification. Right. So she walks out of there and as she's walking out, she sees that Jake has been waiting for her. He's still there. He's still there. He never took off. He's just waiting outside for her and she's pissed. Yeah. 
because she's like, are you spying on me? They fight. This is the thing. Joe, much like Jake, is also very reactive. Well, she's being suspicious. Yeah. So it's like, of course he's suspicious. Right. <laughs> like, he's not an idiot. Like, and she she's mad for him at for noticing. The thing about Joe is I remember the first time I ever watched Melrose Place, I initially remember not liking Joe just because of how cagey she is, which was always annoying to me, even though now I love Joe because I know Joe. Yes. And I love her character. But well, her character is very thinly written right now. So all of it just seems for no reason. Yeah. Like she's so cagey and you feel like, why are you being so like deceptive for zero reason. What could be such a big deal? And then even when we find out why she's being deceptive, it doesn't make any sense why she's not telling people stuff. Yeah. You could tell people stuff like, look, I'm leaving a bad relationship and I just don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want him to find me. Like, do you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. But she's making it seem like she's some sort of criminal. Yeah. Like on the lam. Right. Or she's escaping some abusive and he's some like murderer or whatever. Like, right. So, um, she's yelling at Jake and she's like, if you want to know something about me, just ask me. It's like, well, Joe, people do ask you and you don't tell them Mm -hmm. that night. Jane and Michael are popping champagne because Jane has a new job with her favorite designer, K beacon. K beacon. Let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Okay, Desi, this next scene is insane. Why are Joe and Allison eating pizza in the bathroom? I have no idea. I I thought the same. I was like, are they eating in the bathroom? (laughs) Like that's that was like my thought process because they're standing very close. They're eating pizza. I think they're painting. They. 
Okay. But it's it's still very bizarre. That made it even more weird. Why were they... Okay, first it's weird because they're eating pizza and standing at the sink together and talking about how good this pizza is when they have like a whole ass apartment to sit on couches and whatever. Right, and we don't know... We have no context yet. No. They're just st- sitting over the sink in the bathroom eating pizza <laughs> and talking about how good the... And the pizza, meanwhile, they tell us what kind of pizza they got. It is oh, a God. It is a pineapple goat cheese pepperoni pizza. The goat cheese is where I really got thrown, thrown <laughs> off, but it is the 90s. It's the 90s. That's where we all learned about goat yeah, cheese. That's where... <laughs> There was goat cheese on everything in the 90s. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, um, so they're having this pizza and they're like, mm, it's so good. And then I gasped again because they're painting. So I'm like, that's even grosser. In a small, like, why are you holding pizza in one hand and a paintbrush in another? That's, that's just weird. That's gross. You would leave the pizza in the kitchen and go paint and come back and eat it or something. A normal person would be like, oh, the pizza's here. Let's take a break from painting and eat this in the kitchen. There's something about certain TV shows and movies where they love painting scenes. They love them. They love painting scenes. Because we've already had some painting scenes with Allison. We had a painting scene in Leprechaun when we reviewed, oh. <laughs> when we reviewed that for... It's like they give the actors something to do with their hands. It's, They're painting. Because uh, Allison was painting her apartment one time too, right? Yeah. 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 It's like business for them to do. It's a business. So they're eating this pizza. Allison asks Joe about to tell her about her husband. And she just tells him, she's like, yeah, I met him at the Met while I was on a job. He was wealthy. And then she reveals that her mom is the one who got her into photography, but she doesn't really say much else No, at this point. Then we get a scene of Michael cleaning out the pool. <laughs> Wait a second, though. Also, Allison says to Joe, glamour jobs are hard to find. That's what she describes photography. <laughs> glamour right. jobs? It's a glamour job. I was like, glamour jobs? <laughs> That that sounds like something from Cosmo. (laughs) There's something about I was like, of course, Allison would describe things as glamour jobs. Like so weird. Um, Speaking of glamour jobs, Michael's cleaning out the pool the next day, and here's our one Rhonda appearance. She's just passing through. She's literally just (laughs) Rhonda's just passing through in her overalls. She's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Um, and then we. And then Michael notices some weird woman coming out of Joe's apartment. He's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm a locksmith. And he marches up to Joe's apartment. Mm. He's like, hello, you changing the locks? You have to give me one, a new key. Yeah. And she's like, "Mm, I'll think about it. He's like, oh, it's the rules. (laughs) She's like, okay, I'll get it to you. Whenever. (laughs) She's like, she knows what a pushover Michael is at this point. She's like, you just rented me this apartment with zero background checks. Yeah. Zero credit checks. I didn't even have to fill out an application. What makes you think I'm going to give you a copy of my key? You'll move on. You'll get over it, Michael. Go talk to Jane and her about her designs. Um. But he's like, uh, this is a Warren young lady. Like, yeah, he's kind of like, uh, you're lucky to live here. She has zero respect for Michael. And I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what he's all about. Um, where are we? Jane and Kay. Jane. Okay. The, now Jane is like, wor- she's full on working. At, this is not like an interview. She's just full on working for Kay Beacon now. 
She's like an inspector or something, right? She's like assisting with the designs. She's. But she's also like inspecting the work, right? Yeah. She's she like, gets in trouble. I don't know what she's doing. It's I don't very know, confusing. Because in one sign, in one scene, she's straight up making a garment. Yeah. Like she's designing it. And then she also gets scolded because she doesn't, she misses a pleat. It was wrong on the sleeve. And, yeah. And Kay's like, can you teach Jane how to inspect again? <laughs> <laughs> she's such a cunt, this lady. Um, yeah, she's on her ass. Yeah. But I don't quite know what Jane does either. It's no, very weird. But Kay is on her ass about making this dress perfect. It's very, it's like the storyline you've seen a million times. You're like, I'm just hard on you, Jane, because I think you're talented. Like, you know, this is where it's going to end up because it's just so out of control that she's so like on top of Jane's ass on this stuff. Like an interesting twist to this storyline would have an abusive pill popping (laughs) boss and the episode with being like, I don't even know why I hired you. I was high. You're not even that talented. And I don't believe in you. No, you're you suck. Get out of here. And you're a rip off of me. (laughs) (laughs) Get the hell out of my face, Jane. Uh, Matt is still working at Bikini Burger, which, by the way, is at the beach. Very far. Very far. He while he's working, he runs into Pete, one of his old halfway house kids. And this kid is like, this kid's like on PCP. He's laughing like a maniac. I was like, is this the um, Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's why? Like, it's like an origin story of like a Batman villain. Why did they make him so deranged? This and kid? They, don't they even comment on? He's like, you still got that crazy laugh or something like that. But it's not like it's like a quirky laugh. It's like he sounds disturbed. No, it's like <laughs> it's like an evil clown. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, and he's like shaking. Yeah, I mean, if I was mad, I'd be like, uh oh, he's back on it's it. Pete. <laughs> doesn't even say I used to chew crack and hustle or something like that. He still looks like he's doing crack and hustling. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, But this just makes Matt miss the kids. Yeah. That's what this scene is about. Because Pete is like, he's like the manager of a radio shack now or something. (laughs) So he's made it. That's the shirt. (laughs) That's what his outfit said was radio shack manager. (laughs) something it was he, totally, he's made it he or he's at like staples yeah um <laughs> no you know where he is because it's 1993 he's at circuit city oh circuit city yeah there's some like a every weird guy i knew was the manager in an electronics store yeah <laughs> like back in the day like that's why i said radio shack they all was worked like, at the electronics yeah, and it was like store. they all started working there um jake is at joe's house and she's bitching to jake about Michael, she calls him anal. And Jake just like goes over to Joe's fridge and grabs a beer. And she tells Jake that she needs a favor from him. She needs his help selling her bracelet because she doesn't have an ID and she needs the money because she's broke. And he's like, well, I can just lend you the money. She's like, no, I need the money from this. It's good money. The other thing we find out is Joe is painting a room black to make a dark room. <laughs> she's also not telling Michael that she's doing that. She's like breaking so many rules in this apartment she just moved into. Yeah. Um, she's bold, though. She doesn't give a fuck. Um, 
Jake then goes to a pawn shop. He doesn't even go to the nice jewelry store. He like goes to this dumpy pawn shop and the guy's like, I can give you $4,000. And he's like, no, this is worth at least $8,000. So the guy is like, all right, I can do seven. And the guy takes a closer look at the bracelet. He sees that there's an inscription in it that says Beth. And he's like, who's Beth? And Jake's like, uh, it's a friend's. It's for a friend's. And this guy immediately is like, this is stolen. Jake is so not smooth here. No. I was kind of shocked. I was shocked that he wasn't didn't think on his feet here at all, given that he used to be like kind yeah. of a criminal. Yeah. Um, and the guy's like, I don't want any trouble. This could be stolen. And then Jake is furious. And I gasped because when he storms out to Joe, who's waiting on her waiting by the bike. They're at the beach. They're in Santa Monica. They're in Sa- I know where that is. I know where that is, too. The white fence along the fucking like cliff that looks out at the shore. They're in Santa Monica. Why? There are a million pawn shops in Hollywood. <clears throat> oh, my God. There is a million pawn shops in Hollywood. No, I was I gasped, too, especially when he leaves her. Yeah. They fight and he leaves her in Santa Monica. And I was like, what is she going to do? Take the big blue bus? Yeah. <laughs> she says she's just moved here. She yeah. doesn't even know how to do that. No, she's going to have to take the big blue bus. Get off at La Cienega. He stranded her in Santa Monica. Ugh. Like crazy. Uh, So rude. <clears throat> and she's crying. Actually, I think she's going to have to transfer. She's going to she's not even going to take the big blue bus. She's going to take the four. I don't even know. The bus system. I just remember I did like the big blue bus and would take it sometimes down Wilshire. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get into a big fight because, again, instead of Joe just explaining it in this moment, she chooses to just let this is like a this is a device or a trope or I don't know what you would call this, but this is like a thing that happens a lot. I don't know if it happens as much anymore in TV shows, like in dramas where there's like this could all be solved um, immediately if people just told them like a simple explanation. Right. Like my name's Joe Beth. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even have to say the origin story. She no. just could have said my name. My name is Joe Beth. Right. That's, That's my why real you name. might wonder why it's inscribed with Beth. But she I go by Joe. But she doesn't even want to tell him that. And so he thinks that she stole this and that She's having him do her dirty work. Right. Uh, so he doesn't like that. So he just takes off on his bike um, and she starts crying. I'd probably cry too. I would cry if, if I got me in Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I wouldn't cry. And it's before Uber. Exactly. I would be so upset. What do I do? Yeah. I just have to live here now, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then we hear like 34 seconds of blues. Okay. <laughs> and then we get the shot of Melrose Avenue with Johnny Rockets again. They show Johnny Rockets every single time. Right. That's like the only store on Melrose Place they know. This blues is so bluesy too. It's so bluesy. It's really out of place. Like, cause it's, they, we haven't done this in a bit where there's like a real long instrumental with it, shots of Melrose. Yeah. They kind of die out eventually, I think. Yeah. But they're still kind of putting them in every once in a while. Cause we need like the atmosphere. <clears throat> right. That this is Los Angeles. And Joe is in trouble. Joe's in trouble. <laughs> She's got the blues. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that like, searing electric guitar no it is old school it's old school it's like a little classier uh where are we we're at jane and michael 
Okay. Jane's blabbing about Kay. Jane, well, first there's like a brief scene of like Jake and Billy drinking beers at Shooters. Oh, okay. Whatever. Of course, Jake goes to Shooters. That's right. Uh, But yeah, then we get Jane. Right, because they're commiserating over Joe. She's trouble. She's trouble. Yeah, and Billy's like, yeah. I told told, you. I told you when she didn't want to have champagne with me. She's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jane is complaining about Kay Beacon to Michael. And she's she's like, she's mean to everyone. And Michael's like, uh, sweetheart, can we talk about something yeah, else? Yeah, he's literally like, shut up, Jane. I was like, Michael, Jane has listened to you go on and on about your fucking boring hospital shit. Dr. Levin. Can you have, let her have one fucking moment? He won't let her have one moment. He's like, uh, sweetheart, can we talk about something else? Yeah. Then he starts massaging her and he's like, you're so sexy. <laughs> gross so obviously he just wants to fuck he's very horny they start kissing then the most 90s thing happens (laughs) (laughs) i I was dying i I fucking screamed i fucking screamed jane is like i'll be right back she goes to the bathroom and gets a fucking diaphragm i yeah. Okay. I need to know. I was like, is that a, is she getting a sponge? Like what? It, Dude, what she's she getting, doing? she's getting a fucking diaphragm. I haven't seen anyone talk about a diaphragm in 30 years. It's crazy. Like, I, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing a scene of anyone getting a diaphragm or a sponge or whatever. Like, <laughs> cause I, it's just so weird. She's like, hold on. And he gets pissed. I, I just mean, feel like, people used to talk about diaphragms or wear diaphragms like a lot more and they just sort of disappeared. Well, I know they stopped selling the sponges at some point. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I don't even, I don't think I've, I've never even purchased one. I wouldn't even know where to get it. Yeah. Is like, it just in like the birth control? Aisle? I have <laughs> no idea. Cause by the time I went on birth control as a teenager, diaphragms had already become passe. Right. Or like people weren't using them as much. But there was a period of time where it was like. It was one of the options. It was one of the options. So that's why I screamed because it was such a like felt like such a blast from the past. She just has it in the medicine cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) But Michael's not horny anymore Mm. because when he sees Jane going for her diaphragm, he's like, I thought you wanted to get pregnant. Yeah, it was very aggressive. It was so aggressive. It's like, dude, do you want to score or not? Yeah. And he was the one who didn't even want a fucking baby. Yeah. And she's like, Michael, I have doubts whether I want a child now or anytime soon. Mm. The next morning, the cops show up at Jake's house. Yeah. They're accusing Joe of stealing his bike. And they drag Joe by the collar. And they're like, is this is this the lady who stole your bike? And do you know her? And he and Jake, Jake is like, I've never seen that woman in my life. This is crazy that <laughs> Joe did this. <laughs> like, she to me, like Joe has. Uh, she doesn't give two shits about anything. Like she has no fear. They're trying to make her like she's spiraling out of control, right? But it's very mild. The thing about it is, is it doesn't feel like spiraling. It just seems like her- disrespectful or. It just seems like her being disrespectful. Yeah, or entitled. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, just kidding. I do know her. Yeah, she took my bike. Like, whatever. I let her borrow my bike. He gets her off the hook for this. But then they end up giving Jake a ticket because they're like, well, she doesn't have a license, so you're responsible. 
she stole his bike. <laughs> I got irritated with this and even more irritated where Joe's like, I'll split the ticket with you. Right. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I would have like kicked her ass. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. No, I would have been like, no, bitch, you're paying for the whole ticket. How does she not think she's paying for the whole ticket? Also, she doesn't apologize to him at all. She doesn't once say the phrase, I'm sorry. She just walks into his apartment and she goes, I know you're mad at me. Yeah. It's like, we're not there yet, Joe. She <laughs> she acknowledges that what she did was fucked up, but she never utters the phrase, I'm sorry, or I apologize. Um, meanwhile, Jake is aggressively eating a donut. I was turned on. I was too. Because it was really aggressive. He was dunking his donut in his coffee, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, and he was eating it like a fucking pig. Like an animal. <laughs> it was kind of hot. And then she criticized him and he ate it even more disgustingly. Which was hotter. Yeah. Which I was, was like, I was into it. I love this part because he says, you owe me big time, lady, and you're, you're taking me to dinner tonight. And I love that Joe said, okay, but I pick the place because you know that Jake was going to pick shooters. Yeah. And she wanted to nip that in the bud. She's yeah. like, we're not going to fucking shooters for dinner. I'm she, picking the restaurant. Yes. There's like thousands of restaurants in this city. I swear to God, if I have to go to shooters one more time. Yeah. At the lawyers, Matt is still at the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> she, the lawyer tells him that the halfway house has raised their offer to $10,000 plus his job back. And Matt is like, yes, we won. And yeah. she's like, mm, I think we should take this to trial. Yeah, we could get $100,000. And like, this could be a big deal. And Matt is like, I saw one of my former residents and it made me realize how much I miss helping these kids. And I could choose to be in litigation for the next year or I could just take this win, even though it's a small cash settlement, get back to my life and be helping kids. I can't help kids while I'm like in, yeah. in and out of court. Well, and after she takes her cut, it's really not going to be that much it's, money, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt, it's going to be like $4,000. Yeah. So whatever. Um, but Matt is very noble. He's a saint. He just wants to help these kids. Allison comes home to Billy, who is high, out of his mind, on the couch, in his boxers. He's gone to the dentist. He's gone to the dentist. At first, I had, like, forgotten the dentist storyline. So I was like, what's... I was like, did he just come? Well, because they don't really... They don't really show us or say he's even going to the dentist. They, she's like, I'm going to make you an appointment. But we don't really hear anything else about what's going on. We don't even have anything like, oh, there's not even a line about, oh, they'll probably give you some really good drugs. Also, we don't even know that he's gone yet. We think he could just be there in pain still, right? Like, <laughs> It just looks like he <laughs> just came. It's just very weird. He's like laying and like he's like kind of... Is he shirtless? He's, or he's in a tank top, I think. He's in a tank top in his boxers, but he's wearing those real thin boxers. Yes. Um, like if he gets a boner, that dick is coming out of that hole. 
You know the. You know, I know exactly. You know those that ones. boner. You know yes. that, but we've all seen that boner. It's very thin fabric. It's <laughs> that boner. The little tip just pops out every once and in a while, and you see it through the side. It's just like, come on. Yeah. Um. He's like, Rah. and she sits down on the couch with him. She's wearing like a giant plaid blazer, and yeah. he and he starts mumbling about like, "Can I have a blankie?" Yeah, he's all baby talk. He's all baby. It's disgusting. It's so gross. <laughs> it is like offensive. Billy's like the type of person who will be 50 and get sick. And he's like, boo, 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 baby. <laughs> it's just like, stop it. <laughs> they become a baby when they're sick. Yeah. So he's like an utter baby right now. He's asking Allison for a blankie and she gives it to him. And then she goes, you know, Billy, you might consider recuperating at your parents' house. <laughs> But Love of course, it. because Allison's just as codependent mm. as he is with her, she's going to baby him. Yeah, she's into it. She's secretly into it. She'll never admit it to him, but she'd be lost without him. Yeah. That night, Jake and Joe arrive to what Joe refers to as like a hot spot. And it's literally like a dairy farm. I don't know where they are. I don't know are they? where they are. <laughs> It's like a biker dairy farm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they're not even in LA. Where is this? I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't look nice at all. It doesn't look like a restaurant. It looks like a bar it, at but, best. But it looks like a bar in like rural Milwaukee. It's rural because there's like a dirt. <laughs> there's not even a pavement. They're like on a dirt. <laughs> they're on a dirt road. Dirt road. Why are they on a dirt road? Um, I was baffled by this scene. It's very sleazy, and they allegedly just came from a Cuban Chinese dinner. Okay, Th- that's how yeah. that's how lazy the writing is. Is they're like they couldn't come up with like like a fancy cuisine, so they're like, well, it's everyone's into fusion right now, so yeah. let's just mash up Cuban Chinese. That sounds fancy. That sounds good. <laughs> um. There's a sign out front of this party that says no drugs, no cameras. So I'm like, Joe, this is not a cool place. No drugs? Like, I can understand no cameras, but no, if your party says no drugs, unless it's like a specifically like this is a party for people in AA or whatever. You would never say no drugs. This is a party for narcs. Yeah. Why are you at this party, Joe? Why are you on a dairy farm? Right. Um, Then we have to see this obscene scene of them trying to hide the camera yeah joe is like (laughs) trying to sneak the camera into the party because she wants to get some edgy shots and it's like the most mass it's like one of those massive it's huge yeah it's huge like that's not gonna fit in your little leather jacket um why are there all these bikers there there's so many bikers (laughs) okay are we gonna get to the most insane moment yes (laughs) so so this guy walks up to joe and he's like hey beth and she's like i don't know you and he's like it's jerry and jake intervenes he's like hey back off she says she doesn't know you and then this guy just punches jake in the face they get into a fist fight they get into a fist fight in this dirt road in front of this barn (laughs) wherever the fuck they are okay but before this happens though Jake says, is that Madonna? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
I was like, Madonna would never go here. And that's the celebrity you came up with. Right. That's showing up at this cool, sleazy place. Right. It just was like, no. It, like, you could have picked anyone else. Right. Like, some 90s star. It, Madonna, not Madonna, no. It made no sense. Yeah, and they're in a fist fight. Yeah, then he gets into a fist fight with this guy named Jerry that is calling Joe Beth. And Jerry's also kind of like, hey. He, like, he's also kind of this loser. This place sucks. He, this is not a hot spot. He looks like Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, so he just got out of the touring company of Greece. Yeah. That's what he looks <laughs> like. He's like one of the, what are they, the Thunderbirds or something? The T-Birds? The T-Birds. Yeah. He looks like uh, one of the old guys in Greece. Yeah. Um. So they just get in this fight and Jake knocks him out though. And then he's like, Joe, Joe, Joe. She's gone. Where'd she go? How'd she get home? No idea. She's like, well, I know how to use the bus now. <laughs> I was in Santa Monica. Right. No, she just disappears. And they're like in the middle of nowhere. They're in the middle of know. nowhere. Next, we see Billy passed out, out on the couch, still in his boxers. And he's dreaming. And he's going, Allison, Allison. <laughs> And, Al- and then he- we go to his dream and he has a dream that he's sick on the couch and Allison comes over and they start making out on the couch. So he has a dream about making out yeah. with Allison. And, and they're, they're trying to act like it's not a dream initially. And the like once they start kissing, we're like, oh, it's a dream. Yeah. Um, and he wakes up and he's like humping this pillow. He's literally humping a <laughs> pillow humping saying a- Allison and she's sitting right there. She's like, Billy, what are you dreaming about? <laughs> yeah, she, she like has her over the couch. She's like, yeah, she, she just has her little like head propped up on the back of the couch. Like she's been watching him sleep. Um, like that's totally normal. And he wakes up. He's like, oh, I just had a disturbing dream. And she goes, good night, Billy. <laughs> and then Billy looks down because he has a boner. Ugh. Did you see that? <laughs> the pillow was so gross. It was disgusting. Yeah. You can't lie about it at that point. No. Yeah. Jake knocks on Joe's door the next day and he's like, what happened to you? And she's like, I don't like fights. <laughs> <laughs> like it's his fault that some guy took a punt, took a swing yeah. at him. Yeah. Um, and she just disappeared. And then he's like, who's Beth? Mm. He wants the truth, but she's still not giving him the truth. She just slams the door in his face. Yeah. This is so frustrating. Very frustrating. This isn't even a bombshell story. It's like the most nothing story. No, it's crazy. Uh, that's what's so infuriating about it. Um, the next morning, Jane is getting ready for work. She's looking at her teeth in the toaster. For like 45 seconds. For like 45 seconds. Michael comes in all groggy because it's a Saturday. I guess he doesn't have to work. And he's like, oh, you have to go to work. And she starts going off on K Beacon again. And he's like, you know, she's a bitch. Yeah, he's like, that collective term is a bitch. <laughs> we get a lot of bitches in the last few episodes. Yeah. Um, but he tells Jane he just doesn't want to see her get hurt. She's got to run. And he's like, the fashion business sucks. <laughs> we're at billy and allison's and billy is finally lucid like he's like not on the drugs anymore yeah and she wants to know more about this dream that he had last night where he was moaning allison mm. allison 
And he's, she's like, what's going on, Billy? And they're being very flirty in this scene. Well, because Allison knows what he dreamed about. He clearly had a wet dream. Yeah, and she wants to hear all about it. And he's like, oh, there was a dinosaur. Ugh, it's and painful. He like comes up with this dumb dream idea. And he's like, do you ever dream about me? And she goes, hmm, it's nothing I can talk about. <laughs> and he's like, come on. Tell me, Allison. Tell me, Allison. Ugh. We get a Rhonda appearance. She says, $10,000, what are you going to do? And Matt says, I'm going to start a legal aid fund for victims of discrimination based on sexual orientation with my $4,000. I know. It's like, it's a nice thought, Matt, but it's a nice, that's not going nowhere. That's not, just get yourself yeah, like a car. Yeah, set yourself up, get a car. That way you can help more people. Just get something. Yeah. Treat yourself to something, Have Matt. a party for the kids at the place. I thought house. he was going to say like I'm like a more useful. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it's like a seed money for the, but, but like how much? I mean, that's not enough to start a fund. Right? I wouldn't think so. I just thought he was going to be like, I'm going to buy a new rec room for the house or whatever. Yeah, I'm, something. They're getting a new foosball machine. Absolutely. Uh, but it's a nice thought. Of course. Of course. That's what Matt wants to do. At K Beacon Studio, K is on a tirade. She's going around to every station, yelling at everybody, telling them their work is shit. Yeah. And when she gets to Jane's station, Jane is working on an outfit, and she goes, what's wrong, Jane? And Jane says, nothing. It's all very good, very commercial. And she really starts digging into Jane. Mm. And Jane's finally like, you want my honest opinion? It needs bigger buttons, and the belt needs a skirt. And Kay is like, uh... No. Yeah. If it has bigger buttons, that means the way it hangs on the jacket <laughs> is going to be bad. Maybe you were absent the day they covered buttons at the Institut de Chic. <sighs> this is an unwell woman. No, she's crazy. Jane finally snaps and she's like, you know what? If being a designer means I have to be a bitch, then maybe I don't want to be a designer. No. <laughs> and then she goes, Jane, may I see you in my office, please? And then they walk two feet. They walk literally two feet. <laughs> there's no, there's not even an enclosed space. No. But before they can have their little chat, they're interrupted because Michael saunters in with a picnic basket. A like massive picnic like basket. Like he's fucking Yogi Bear. <laughs> he comes in with a huge picnic basket. He's like, oh, I brought lunch. Weirdo. And Jane is like, this is my husband, Michael. And she goes, good looking and a doctor. I guess your mother sleeps like a log, Jane. <laughs> I don't even get this woman's insults sometimes. Like, what is this woman's problem? No. She um, hates Jane. Then they go, Jane and Michael go eat on the roof, and I gasped again because they're at the beach. Also, this woman who's a bitch on wheels all of a sudden is perfectly fine with Jane taking a lunch on the roof right. with her husband. <laughs> Who just shows up unannounced. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem like something she'd support. Um, they're at the beach. That's where this office is. Yeah. Not downtown. Mm-mm. Not even in West Hollywood. And we always assumed that that shop was on Melrose. Yeah, because aren't they supposed to be at the... Sh- maybe it's different. Maybe this is the studio. Maybe it's the studio. Yeah, you're right. I it's guess not it's- the shop. It's the studio. But why does, is her studio on in Santa Monica? No idea. It should be downtown, right? Yeah. 
This makes no sense. Uh, they just wanted that shot of the beach behind them and like mm. the seagull sound yeah. effects. They were already down there to do the um, pawn shop scene. <laughs> so they just did. The might scene. as well. Yeah, might as well. Michael tells Jane that he's totally behind her career all the way. And he promises. He's like, I'm going to listen to you bitch about Kay as long as you want to. Mm. And she tells him that she wants to delay having a baby. Yeah. And they do this thing like they're a good couple. And she's like, but you have a say too. I was like, does he? Does he have a say if you have a baby? I'm sorry. Right. I don't think so. Jake goes over to Joe, Joe's house, and is like, I care about you. And she's like, why? And he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. I want to be around you. I want you to trust me. And she's being very Joe about it all. She's yeah. very hesitant. She tells him how hard it was growing up. And then she tells, like, the, she's finally going to reveal this, like, big secret thing, like, as if she's part of a mob family. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, going to blow everything out of the water. And this is, like, very dangerous for her. And the big reveal is that she got married to this rich guy. She didn't want to be a socialite. So she bounced. She just left this guy and didn't right. say anything. There's no like he was a dick. He was abusive. He it's not even he was unsupportive of my career. It definitely seems like she was kind of rude to him. This is like maybe just tell him you're leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? She comes off like the asshole here. Right. Because like you said, she's not like he was abusive and controlling. There's nothing like that. No, she just got tired of being a socialite. Right. So she just leaves this guy. Um and then she says, Joe Beth is my full name. I don't know why she couldn't have said that before. And we also find out her mom um, killed herself. When she was seven. Yeah. And yeah. Her, only her mom called her Joe. So she was like, I started <laughs> calling myself Joe again. Yeah. Now, did you notice during this scene, sorry, that the blinds created lines on Joe's face? I was like, why would you film her that way? Maybe they were like, ooh, this is like artistic. She's like yeah. in prison. She's, <laughs> she's I like, thought that too. Like, she's is like, this a prison metaphor? She's like a prison metaphor for like how she's trapped. It was very weird and distracting to me. But I agree. The lighting was not great for me. No, because Jake looked fine. He was in the shade or whatever. But her face is just completely covered in blinds. <laughs> Desi, they had shot at the beach that day. They were tired. They're like, yeah. we just get this fucking shot. Yeah, they're and like, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Who gives a no, shit? No, it's crazy. Well, they finally start making out. Yeah. And the episode ends on them kissing with some very passionate guitar music. It's cute, too, because Jake initially kisses her on the cheek. Yes. Which I thought was very sweet. It was very sweet. He kisses her on the cheek, and then it immediately turns into passionate making out. Yeah. I so. kind of wanted Kelly to see be for some reason. Like she's like looking in. Yeah. Like, God damn it. I wanted to break through to him. Right. No, yeah. no. He it was Joe. A, he needs an adult woman. He needs an Kelly. adult who's on his level. <laughs> who's just as broken. You're not untrust. as You're not broken enough. No, nope. Sorry, Kelly. Uh, you're just annoying. <clears throat> These two episodes, I will say felt like a regression Mm. back to sort of more beginning. Because I feel like the the two before this, we were like, oh, okay, it's getting more Melrose. Yes. And then these two, I kind of feel like went back. 
Yeah. A slight, a slight back. It was a slight back step because we still, there were some sitcom story elements like Billy's right. tooth, like Billy's toothache. And, um, there was a sitcom story element in the previous episode. Well, and Billy ep- trying to get Allison out of her depression was kind of sitcom I think too. Yeah. But then they had more serious storylines like the abusive doctor, but it was kind of not really deep. Yeah. You know, it was a very surface storyline uh, as far as that goes. Like yeah. I've seen more harrowing versions of that story and probably in a real thick of Melrose place, that storyline is better. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And I was kind of, these last few episodes, I mean, I guess just where we are, like, I mean, I don't remember how much they focus on social issues in the future episodes of Mel. I don't remember how much they do in the future episodes, like in the Amanda era and beyond. But it does seem like after, like after the initial first few clunky episodes, they started sort of taking like, oh, let's talk about social issues. Like they kind of, they were kind of trying this direction where they're like, we're going to talk about homophobia. We're going to talk about abortion. We're going to talk about racism, classism, which happens in, in 90210. Yeah. So it's like a little bit taking a page out of 90210, doing more like very special episode type topics, real life topics, but not very deep. No, of course not. not. It's network television. Um, no. Yeah. But then of course, we're not it we're 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 straddling the line of like old mel early melrose and the melrose we're all familiar with right we're very close to like some key characters arriving yes um for sure but yeah i definitely felt like these two felt like a little more close to the earlier episodes yeah because Um, the keith drama stopped the keith drama stopped you're right and these were more standalone storylines both of these episodes but we do have joe and she sticks around for a while yes uh so that that's gonna be good yeah and And she has some crazy storylines coming up totally yeah Uh, absolutely (laughs) and she's a great character she really is she's excellent even though she's irritating in her like in her introduction to her is irritating and that's more i feel like the fault of the writers yeah. Like not really knowing what to, to do. Yeah. They could have found a way to make her mysterious that wasn't annoying. Yeah. Cause she just comes off like a bitch. And I like Daphne Zuniga a lot. She's a good actress. She's a great actress. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy watching her. Uh, so anyway, I'm looking forward to next week's episodes. Yeah. So stay tuned for those. Those will be coming out regularly scheduled weekend yeah well they'll be released this weekend so well yeah you'll have two more coming very soon Uh, and we'll post pictures we will post pictures on our instagram Bye. bye Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.